0: Welcome, everybody, to the Boss Lady Speaks podcast. I am your host, Coach Joe. And with me today, I have Tevis Trower. She's the head of Balance Integration Corporation. And I am super excited to have you, Tevis. I'm so excited to be here, Joe. It's been a long time coming. It has. God, we met in New York City. What? 20 years ago now something like that and i was i was i I had started and i was running my perfume company there and we had all kinds of intersections but here we are you know here we are i think it's 25 years i think it's 25 years anyway but we're still kind of added doing very similar things to what we did then we were coaching then and we're coaching now and you you were though you were in corporate america and oh. then nine eleven happened. You and I were both there, and that changed a lot in all of us, I think. And then you started your own company. You started uh, Balance Integration Corporation, that you serve high high performers. So yes. you you explained to me that often high performers compensate for imposter syndrome. Yes. And in your work, and I'll let you talk a little bit about it, you you kind of balance them out again. Um, somewhat. But, you know, you you know, your work, I'm not gonna put words in your mouth. But it seemed like right away when you started, Fortune 500 companies just flocked to you right away. So clearly, there's a need, there was a need then, there was a need then. And there's a need now, and almost ever the more need. And hence, you have a book coming out about it, but let's, let's give me some background first. Give me okay. some background on your work. And then we're going to talk about your book coming out, Game Changers Guide uh, to Radical Success. Yes. Thank you so much.
1: I got to tell you, you definitely get an A for recall of fleeting conversations. That was pretty amazing. I'm just going to fill in a couple of blanks. Um, so yeah, I was you know a girl with an MBA climbing the ladder, and um, I was a VP at AOL. And I scratched my head and I started to think back on every place I had worked, um, whether it was serving in the U.S. Army as a reservist or uh, being a headhunter for Corn Ferry doing retained search. Um, I, I really started thinking about what I had seen in all these work environments and how Mm -hmm. critical work is to our sense of expression Mm -hmm. and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And at the time, and still kind of now, Mm -hmm. work is kind of treated as a four-letter word, like even if we love our jobs. Yeah. And um, so I quit my job because I was like, this makes no sense. I'm going to tackle this. And over the past 18 years, you're right. We've been incredibly fortunate to um, mm-hmm. work with companies ranging from Google to Bloomberg to KKR to uh, Donna Karen, you name it. Um, but one thing that we've really found over and over and over again is that in the process of preparing ourselves for this career that we aspire to, and then kind of getting into corporate culture, a lot of times we end up severing or truncating aspects of ourself or personality um, that really cost us. They cost us our sense of authenticity. They, they cost us the ability to take enough risk to say what we really think. And that's a loss, not only for ourselves, but also for the company because right. it really becomes a culture of kind of yesism. And right. um, so I've been working on that ever since. And, um, finally have a book
0: coming out, which I'm really excited about. so fun. It's so fun. And it's, it's been long in the making, but what I love about it is that the message of your book is as relevant now as it was when you started writing on it, which has been quite some time. So, so tell us a bit about Game Changers Guide to Radical Success. Okay.
1: So In coaching high performers, um, one of the things I started to observe was that um, we all amass competencies, right? We all amass um, skills to navigate the political landscape, et cetera. But it's almost like the higher we go and the more boxes we check, Mm -hmm. we keep expecting our level of happiness to increase at the same time. And one of the things I saw is at some point you've checked enough boxes that you start to scratch your head and go,
0: "What's missing? What is missing? You tell us. You wrote the book. What is missing? What is what's What's going on here? Like I started to think
1: about how we define success as being something external, and this is really common and normal. It's very normative, not only in Western culture but really in global culture. That 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 if you get these things. You're gonna be happy, and um, if you're paying attention to your level of happiness every day, which some high performers do, right? Some some want to escape it through yoga, alcohol, power struggles, you name it, right? Um, you that that one thing that starts to miss is something that is really internal to all of us, and so this idea of radical success. People hear the word radical and they think, Oh, extremists, especially right now on our planet. Um, but actually if you look at what the word radical means is it means from the roots, Mm -hmm. i.e. from essence, from purpose, from core values, from all these buzzwords happening, whether it's on the cover of Harvard business review or Simon Sinek or, Brene Brown, et cetera. But this idea of coming from your roots, think about it. A tree that's rooted is mm-hmm. going to withstand, right? Because it has yeah. something to stand from. And that's actually where satisfaction comes from, mm-hmm. is when we're true to our roots. So the question really became, how do you allow all these accomplishments to mm-hmm. persist right. and still get back to your roots? And so that's really what the book is about. Is It's, it's not about having to... Chuck everything and go sit in a cave in Bali.
0: (laughs) But, but, but let's be frank though, like in the business world, aren't they a little bit allergic to this? It seems a bit woo woo, a bit new age, like, Ooh, you know, connect with yourself. Like, do you find that they respond? Do you find that you're, they're hearing you? What
1: I find is there are
0: people who
1: are, as you just said are like, Ooh, what's that? Why does it matter? But when you really speak to high performers yeah. who are curious about impact legacy and quality of life right
0: yeah. when yeah. they start
1: to ask themselves those things yeah that's when this question becomes really really critical right because there was an interesting book that came out um, by David Brooks right he's he's a conservative columnist for the New York times. And he really talked about, is it your resume? Right. Mm-hmm. Or is it what they say at your funeral? Like, what are we really building chords? Yeah. Right? What's my eulogy going to be? Right. Is what he started to ask. And that's really akin to what drives the type of performer. And not only that, the type of company that's drawn to working with us are companies who understand that yes, that they want to hit expectations on growth on the bottom line, right. but they want to do it in such a way that they're not part of the problem. Right,
0: you know it's it's so true because I am. Um, I was thinking about like how would I capture your message in a in a sentence, and I was saying like you know, Fortune 500 advisor, speaking on the failure of work life balance. Right, <laughs> seriously, there is. It, this whole oh the life puzzle like work life balance i i don't think that we've been balanced in this millennium
1: well not only that but but if you look at what the word uh balance means it's bailar it's dance
0: mm-hmm. right
1: it's how you dance mm-hmm. among opposing forces right. but always come back to center like that's that's the meaning of
0: and and, and isn't and it also a little bit like I don't think it's a function of, I mean, obviously, if you over overwork all the time, you're just overworked. But in, in some ways, stress doesn't necessarily come from working. I mean, it doesn't also, like you said if you're rooted and you work and you can be relaxed and you can enjoy your family and you can do this dance. So you can't just attribute it to long work hours, can you?
1: No, absolutely not. Because think about it this way. There's eustress, right, which is positive stress,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and distress. Mm, and oftentimes, yeah. the separating, the thing that, the, the litmus test between those two things mm. um, is what kind of filter are you bringing to it? Right. Some of the most um, satisfying times in our lives are full on. We've got huge deadlines, maybe our spouse or we've just had a kid or we're in the middle of a move and we're buying a company. Like all those things can be happening, but when we're in it with a full heart, right. And we're in it because we feel like it's a part of who we are Mm -hmm. and not oppositional to who we are.
0: That's when you move into stress. So how do you, how do you keep your heart open in the middle of just like cold, hard numbers and meeting deadlines and deliverables?
1: What I have seen is that it takes really simple practices. Um, people who are strongly connected to their hearts or to their sense of purpose, and again, I don't mean that woo-woo. Like mm-hmm. I don't mean like I am a being of light, right? Right, right?
0: right, right, right. I can I just sit here and it comes to me. Yes, right, no, yes, I'm no, a you got to work. <laughs> right, right? But more like, <laughs> did you say I'm a butterfly? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm joking.
1: I'm a butterfly. <laughs> I don't mean that what I mean is you ask how do you stay connected to your heart well Mm. one thing that's the best navigational tool you've got because Mm. your brain is programmed to scan for fear right your heart is programmed to scan for truth and opportunity right so so by really asking yourself over and over again, what is my heart telling me? You're going to be able to navigate the dangers that your brain can identify, but right. you're going to do it in such a way that you're true to yourself. So it, it it's not as woo-woo and complex as y- you might think, and you don't have to meditate for three hours a day, right. and you don't have to have a guru and all that. Right stuff it's really just staying connected to yourself but you do have to practice it right you do have to ask yourself again and again what are my core values what really matters to me what kind of impact do I want to have
0: on the people around me Hmm. let me ask you something I'll tell you a tiny little story and I want your take on it so there was this young boy that I know that is let's call it in my sphere and you know I saw him and he is about He's eight or nine or so, and it didn't seem professionally like, like that. And he said, um, you know, I asked him about his family. asked mom, how's dad? Oh, they're good. And, and then, uh, you know, what have you, what have you guys done lately? And he he's like, not much. You know, my mom and dad, they love their work more than they love me. And I was That's like, awesome. what? This is an eight-year-old. That is tragic to me. Yeah. That, that, those were the words coming out of his mouth. Yeah. So are there certain, let's call it individuals or, or let's call it career people and and these high performers that, that reach a point of no return? Can everybody come back from this abyss or is it for some it's just like they've doomed themselves?
1: That is my favorite question ever. And this is a conversation that comes up again and again, right? Mm-hmm. Because I do have um, the cynics in my life who say, oh, Tevis why are you bothering? I have this weird conviction that longing for wholeness, for, for, for self expression through our work and through every part of our lives is actually a ubiquitous longing that it kind of comes with the owner's manual of Mm -hmm. owning a human lifetime, right? That, 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 that when you're Engaged in managing a life right from the minute you're born until you die, Mm. that there's a part of your psyche, there's a part of your awareness Mm. that is always asking yourself exactly these questions. Mm. Now, does everyone choose to take it on? No, right? But it's in the choosing, you're saying it's possible, yeah, it's in the choosing to take it on, Mm. right? It's not. It's not a, uh, there's no roadblock mm. once you choose to take it on.
0: Right, right, right. It's very interesting. So tell us a little bit more about your book. What do you want people to come away with? What do you, what's, that, what's the core message?
1: The core message is to not postpone being the person you want to be mm-hmm. until blank. Right. The core message is we got to get on it right now we've got to get on choosing kind of you set that up thank you joe Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. we've
1: got to get on this act of choosing and doing it from our truth not from society's pressures not from expectations around us yeah um but we have to get on this right now and stop postponing becoming the person that we dream that we're capable of being
0: what happens if we don't
1: what happens if we don't well that's Uh, that's, that's why we are in the situation that we're in right now. Right. We're all coming up with these great um, humanistic statements about empathetic leadership, conscious leadership, um, uh, the human corporation. We're all talking about these things and our heads are nodding and we go, Oh yeah, I believe in that, but we're not doing anything. And here's the other thing I really believe. Unless those conversations make you a little uncomfortable then you probably don't think that you're part of the problem
0: mm. yeah
1: but by by understanding that all of us are part of this problem then you have the impetus to roll up your sleeves oh. and actually begin to get going right
0: It's such an excellent message um you my listeners here on the boss lady speaks you are um you're in luck because we're raffling out Three copies of the book. Uh, So, if you email uh, info at thebossladyspeaks. dot com, so info at thebossladyspeaks. dot com, we'll be raffling three copies, which is so exciting, right, Tevis? I can't wait. I can't wait to read this book. It's so fun, so exciting. So, anything you wanna uh, close with? Anything? Final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts. It's 2020, and there's a lot on the table globally for people to take action on um don't leave it to others don't leave it to others um the invocation is that no one is going to make the changes needed in the world until we begin to Mm, mm. and um so let's get on it because you guys are listening to the boss lady speaks so you must be boss people yourselves so start acting like bosses and get on it
0: did y'all hear that, people? Tevez Trower says it, right? No one's coming. No one's coming to rescue you. You are it, Neo. That's it. Like You are like, Go, it, go yeah. bend some spoons and freaking get on it, right? There is no try, Luke. There is only there do. Is no try. There is only do. All right, it's been a pleasure, Tevez, to have you. I'm so glad we're, we've reconnected after all these years. I can't wait to read your book coming out "The Game Changers Guide to Radical Success. This is Tevis Trower, everybody, the head of Balance Integration Corporation and my guest today on The Boss Lady Speaks. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Joe. It's been fun.
0: (laughs) If you liked this episode of The Boss Lady Speaks and if it helped you, make sure to subscribe to get more episodes like these and do share them with others.